The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey guys, this is Charlotte and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey Brendo, Steve here. Hey Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. A quick reminder this week on our patron exclusive Friendo Club TV exclusive numbers don't lie, we'll be taking a look at one Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk, of course. Huge return this past Friday and uh, the friendos at $10 and up on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson voted for CM Punk to be the next person for this Thursday's numbers. Don't lie. We'll be filming that live. And if you want to vote on the numbers for CM Punk, you can do that right now. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, $5 and up. Or if you visit us live on the Twitch for one of our recaps, you can also get access to that survey. Or if you're a YouTube channel member, just click join and you can get access to that survey as well. We'll be filming it live this Thursday. Before we get started, a quick shout out to a couple new patrons over there on the Patreon. Uh, we got Nick Birch, Michael Krish, Xavier Gray, Royce Murray, Vic Slider, The Daily Smark, Justin A. Thomas, and just today, Doug Porter. Thank you very thank much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For your support, we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to talk, of course, about Monday Night Raw here in a moment. But uh, if you could do us a huge favor, if you're watching us on the YouTube, hit that like button and that subscribe button and that notify bell. Make sure you always get your notifications on new Going In Raw yes. content. And uh, if you're listening to us in the audio realm, do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It helps grow going in Raw. Larson, what yeah. did you think of Monday Night Raw last night? The Raw after SummerSlam. I mean, it was an improvement over previous weeks. There wasn't so many rematches. Main event was a rematch, but otherwise we got some new matchups potentially. You know, they, they, they seemingly brought Damian Priest up to the main event scene. Sheamus is in the mix now against Lashley. I think they're having a match next week. Uh, we got Drew McIntyre involved in the whole Sheamus-Damian Priest thing now, too. Of course, he's technically not allowed to have a match against Bob Lashley. Um, uh, we'll see if they find a way around that. I guess the thing everybody was talking about, muscles get to it. Maybe this will be yeah. on the thumbnail. The bucket head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they gave Karrion Cross. Uh, they so I, I, what, what I think maybe happened... Is Vince took one look at his sort of standard ring gear, which, uh, you know, the, his last little spell in NXT, he adopted yeah. some sort of gladiator-esque trunks. Yeah. And then he was like, well, why don't you go all the way with it? Give him a, a Lord Humongous-esque mask. Totally what it and, is. Uh, and some straps, right? That's yeah. probably what happened backstage, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's probably Bruce Pritchard thought, oh, you know, uh, 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 remember when Sid was Lord Humongous? Let's do that with Karrion Cross because that's he was an attraction, a thousand percent what it is. And so they have yeah. that still they put out on Twitter, I guess, it was of of him backstage with some red lights on him, 
And even though you can't see his face, if you look at the eyes, you can see how, how self-conscious Carrie Cross is about wearing that that bucket on his head. And he walks out. <laughs> there is out. nothing funnier than a badass dude, a jack dude, right, who has eyes of doubt. It's the funniest thing because, you know, these guys walk around, cock of the walk. They're, like, super confident. You toss a bucket on the head. You look at his eyes, and it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> or why are they making me do this? You know what's funny, though, man, is that we look at this, and we're like, oh, my goodness. what What is it this week? What are they doing now? By the end of his match, the straps are all falling off. It looks so cheap. And I think that's sort of the main thing for me is that, you know, he showed up in NXT, and he's got this amazing entrance, right? It is yeah. next level. They poured everything they had into the yes. details of this thing. Yes. They got Scarlet with them. And and then the question always becomes, and now because there's this precedent that's been established with main roster, it's like, okay, what's Vince going to do to dick with them? And you see this all the time. It's you know, either Bob Rude comes out smiling or Sanity, their entrance is just, you know, Kevin Dunn takes the entrance from NXT and he just Kevin Dunn's it up yeah. where it's just too, it's too much. much. It's too much. It's too much, right? And and then, you know, Nakamura has like a slightly different, you know, it's always little changes. Yeah, there's right? a little like Nakamura, the slightly different entrance. Uh, Alistair Black, we got called up. They add the creaking to the platform. They, they had the, uh, the ricochet yeah. sounds before ricochet's entrance. And individually, they're all little things. Right. Or even that pause in Seth's theme where, where apparently uh, Vince says something's got to go there. And he gave Seth yeah. some choices and Seth's like, all right, put burn down in there. You yeah. know, there's all these little things that it's not huge, but especially if we see them for a while, like we have at NXT, we get used to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, like even go back when Keith Lee debuted and his music was gone, you know, and it was like, it's a little thing. Yeah. And it's not a huge deal, but it's a pattern of we're used to something in NXT. They build up this character that 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 we have an attachment towards and then they go to the main roster and see when they change things more often than not just because vince wants to change something you know not because nothing is working yeah it, it's it's like oh well this little tweak is going to put my stamp on it and it's going to make it slightly better and really all it does is just it you know it it it, it piques the curiosity of nerds like us who look way too deep into wrestling right because the casual fan who cares right yeah um the thing about, but you know, we are nerds here, and that's what we like to talk about. So we're going to talk about it. And the, the thing that gets me about it, though, is that it. So we we view it through the context of what are they going to do this week with poor Carrie and Cross, right? It has the seed of being kind of cool, and I liken it to like just imagine this now, right? Imagine he never did NXT, and they're debuting Cross on main roster. And so from what I understand, there have been reports out there and I and I don't have the sourcing right now. So let's say for, let's just say for the sake of argument that there that Scarlet is uh, there. There's something going on there. Maybe she's not cleared to, to, to be out there. OK, right. Let's just say that for the sake of argument. Let's say she was cleared. Right. And they basically do his NXT entrance. But main roster, they do it on main roster and they make it even bigger and crazier and even more nuts, right? And so it looks big. And let's say they hire Tom Savini yeah. and say, hey, remember how cool the Fiend stuff was? Use your magic to do how you would do like Lord Humongous, but in a really detailed, elaborate, expensive way. And Scarlet is there and she has something similar. How badass would that be? That would be in keeping with WWE's production budget, right? Like they can do big things. If 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 you give him the WrestleMania treatment and use the same idea, like cool gladiator guy, this would blow people's minds. The problem is, number one, it looks cheap. They didn't hire Tom Savini. They went down to Dollar Store and got a red bucket and cut out like some eyes, right? And they just stuck it on him because his entrance just feels cheap compared to what we've already seen in NXT. Yeah. Yes, it does. And and it's just coming on the heels of. Him losing to Jeff Hardy in his Raw debut, yeah. him losing to Keith Lee already. Yeah. It's just, it's the rollout that's been so supremely botched that we don't buy it. Well, it feels like the rollout has been botched because there's no vision behind it. It's a week to week mm, yeah. thing, you know? And and when I see stuff like the 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 helmet on Cross, first thing I, you know, a lot of people are making a, 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 a 
demolition comparisons, you know, especially with the, the straps across sure. his chest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but y- you think of early 90s WWE where there was all these really cheesy, over-the-top gimmicks. And wrestling has moved on for the most part from that. You got your character has to be grounded in some semblance of reality these days, or some measure of relatability. Uh, you can't do these crazy over the top gimmicks. I mean, there's a couple examples outside that we think of supernatural type characters, like Bray Wyatt. Was there a whole lot grounded in reality in terms of the presentation? No, but in terms of the psychology behind the character, that was grounded in our reality. You know what I mean? Like there was very distinct reasons. Bray Wyatt was what became the fiend and that was grounded in reality. Um, and when you have these huge over the top presentations, gimmicks that are superficial and not like based on anything that is relating to the character itself, then I feel like we're almost like one step away from vocational gimmicks. You know, like I said on the, on the pre-show, like we could have somebody come up a call from NXT, like Cameron Grimes comes, Hey, you're a, you're a taxi driver now, you know? And and that's the concern. I know it's it's probably off base because I would hope there's people backstage in the creative department be like, can't do these these aren't going to fly anymore. Fans won't get into them. They see right through this stuff. Um, but you know when we see something that's cheap and cheesy, and you can, you can kind of tell that the person who has to do it just isn't doesn't believe in it, then you can't help but feel like okay they're self conscious about it. You know. Yeah, I think that I honestly think that I kind of counter your point with like, I feel like big characters and not necessarily relatable characters can totally work like Alistair Black. I don't I don't I don't there's nothing that I sort of see about him that I'm like, oh, he's kind of like me. I just thought he was a badass dude. Well, I, I know, but when, sort of- when he's talking about his story about sorry to interrupt the, the, the Dark Father, that was all based on, you know, like uh, uh, uh you know, like stuff that's re- not relatable but grounded in reality. You know what I mean? Well, I'm I'm thinking of his NXT review. I mean, I, I look his NXT review, his NXT stuff. Yeah. I don't disagree that I think relatable characters are the thing. I, I I agree with that. I think like more simplistically though, just badass stuff works. And you hit the nail on the head when he said cheap and corny stuff doesn't. Sometimes, like if look, if all they said was, "Hey, Carrie and Cross, we're looking for somebody to be like." Okay, so this might be a bad example, like Triple H, for example, right? It's like there are elements because of his run in DX. Hey, who doesn't want to be the guys running around just being cool, right? But if you you think about a little bit later on how he was just badass with a sledgehammer who came out to Motorhead, like, that's just cool. It's just cool. And people like just cool, right? And yeah, you need a little bit more meat there. Like when they get on the mic, you you have to understand where he's coming from, at least. And that's what I mean, based in reality. You know, you know, like their motivations, the psychology behind their characters has to be based in some semblance of reality that we can understand. That's yeah, what absolutely. Yeah, sure, sure. And so when when Alistair sits down and, and and he talks and he says stuff, you understand the stories that he's telling, whether yes. it's his main roster thing or it's the NXT. Yes, thing. because I, it's I based in that we can comprehend. Yes. And eventually, with Cross, you would absolutely need that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. But like, just from a presentation standpoint, a getting to know you type thing, a dude who comes out with like the the coolest, most elaborate, you know, badass looking metal entrance you could think of because his, his theme song still cool but like his whole presentation on main roster has been cheap and corny especially given that we've seen it already be really really cool mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. one place and then you see it stripped down to be like the dollar store version yep and it just sucks and so it comes out with like a dollar store gladiator gimmick and it's like oh this poor son of a bitch you know um so I think that there's a way to do that gimmickle. And so often with WWE, the seed is there. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Like, we've talked endlessly about the Nikki A-S-H stuff. They could have something there. And then what happened, they didn't go all the way with it. They didn't give it the proper respect her story deserved. Yeah. And that now we're with her and Rhea in a weird limbo. Yeah. AKA the women's tag division. Yeah. With all these stars who really should be competing for like, I don't know, the main title and maybe mid-level stuff and just write some good stories for singles feuds. I know. Instead, they just toss them into the tag division and it's kind of like, who cares? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, that's my rant about carrying cross. They just put a bucket on his head, dude. Yeah, they did. They put a bucket on his head. You know, like, hey, mm-hmm. you look great now, don't you? All right. Ah, look at you. He's like, no, I don't. What'd you say? Yeah. I yeah, look great. it's well. It's well. It's, it's, it'll, this will work, I guess. Was, yeah, well, what are you going to do? AEW's not going to want you. <laughs> There's some, I apply some truth there. Um, uh, the other kind of huge development on Raw last night is we finally saw the breakup of The Miz. And John Morrison, something they've been teasing for a, a few weeks here. Um, and uh, I thought it was actually executed pretty well. Um, Miz and Morrison, despite some of their segments, especially Miz TV segments going on way too long, they do have really good chemistry. And they have yes. always had really good chemistry. And Absolutely. they really played in that tonight, the bickering between the two of them before the Miz's match against Xavier Woods. How they played things off after the match where it seemed like, all right, first, hey, we, we made up, we're cool now. And then, and then Miz. Remember when Daniel Bryan went off on the Miz on Talking Smack about him being essentially a soft worker. He's yeah. soft, you know, yeah. not just in terms of, uh, uh, it's in terms of his entire wrestling presentation, but specifically, I think how he goes about performing his moves. Some of the Miz moves don't look like they have a whole, a whole lot of impact. I felt like mm-hmm. last night. And I don't know if his Morrison said to him, I felt like he, for the Miz at least, he was laying into John Morrison pretty good. Yeah, it felt man, clumsy. Was, it felt yeah. It felt intense, and it felt like the Miz was actually trying to beat the hell out of John Morrison. That's not not something I say about the Miz very often. Not a knock against the Miz. He's got a reputation of being an incredibly safe worker. He had, until now he had never been injured. So, you know, there there's there's an upside to to working a, as Daniel Bryan put it, soft style. Um, yeah, I thought this this beatdown was incredible. I good. think that bo- both these guys seem to be, you know, Morrison Morrison he, he can work what looks like a stiff style. Like some he he would you put him in there with Sheamus, like they had some matches, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's like oh these guys are having fun out there. They're really laying into each other, making it look good. Um, you're right, they both have incredibly good chemistry, and I feel like both these guys probably understand that in order to to keep the audience's attention they're they're gonna have to turn this up and i'm so glad that they went that route Mm -hmm. because you and i have been wanting this split for a while i know i'm a huge morrison fan um and and when miz is motivated well it's not when he's motivated it's when he's given something interesting to do yeah Yeah. he's unfortunately with the miz He's not the kind of guy who can turn trash into treasure. Yeah. Um, he does his best. He goes out there. But if he's not given something compelling, he's not compelling. Yeah. You could give CM Punk Ryback, which they did two years in a row mm-hmm. at, uh, at Hell in a Cell. Yep. And CM Punk can still make it compelling. Miz ain't that guy. Uh, but when he is given something good... He's damn good. He can't be. Um, yeah. And and this is going to be good. Just from what I saw last night, I thought it was excellent. The the small, effective backstage bit with Morrison saying, I'm going to take this son of a bitch out next week, I thought was incredibly good. It was very efficient. It was short. Mm-hmm. And and Morrison's going to bring it. And and it seems like these guys are are aiming. They're looking to make this memorable. Yes. Um, and it deserves to be because they are so, you know, say what you will about them. They do have such a such a history together mm-hmm. um, and in their first run. And now since Morrison's been back, obviously, um, 
I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be really good. The beatdown was great last night. Yeah, it was great. It was the, you know, and, and you know, uh, I'm certainly no Logan Paul fan, um, but I thought the crowd really kept that. Like, if the crowd wasn't so <laughs> intent on Hell booing crowd last night. Logan Paul, that could have been a really awkward and painfully long segment. But based you on know, the crowd's involvement in mm-hmm. it, I felt like it, it, it kind of held the whole thing together. Logan Paul, say what you will about it, and I'll never be happy to see him in the WWE. Same. When he's out there, he knows how to deal with being a, a live performer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not bad. Um, I have no desire to see the guy pretty much ever. But I do know that when he's out there, he's not going to shit the bed. It's not going to be, uh, you know, uh, what was his name? Uh, the 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 basketball dad. Oh, Lavar Ball. Lavar Ball, which was just the cringiest. Cr- oh my God, that run of his. It was like or Gronk for that matter. I'm sorry. I know some people are into Gronk. It was just it's embarrassing to watch yeah. sometimes. Yeah, Logan Paul, he wasn't. You know, he he was like he seemed like oh man, this crowd is really giving it to me, so I'm doing my job right. And that San Diego crowd was really good last yes. night, especially they made that segment for sure. Absolutely, they did. they did definitely, definitely. Let's just get into it, Steve. What do you say? Yeah, that's good. All good. right. So the I show like opened it. up. The show opened up with Bobby Lashley, the Almighty Champion, MVP, coming down the ring to address what happened at SummerSlam. Uh, in short, MVP was saying, do you expect us to apologize for what Lashley did to Goldberg in terms of attacking him after the bell, taking out his knee, making him essentially give up, and and putting Gage in the hurt lock after he jumped to the barricade to uh, to go after Lashley? And Lashley says, not going to happen. I mean, he actually said, they can go to hell. Maybe he wants to apologize. Uh, MVP calls everybody in San Diego cowards. Damian Priest comes out. And he's like, hey, why are you calling Goldberg a coward? You're the one that jumped him after the match. Yet Bill's the coward. And then you're calling everybody else here a coward because they're not going to attack you from behind. And then uh, Priest asks Lashley, does that make you feel good? Make you feel like a tough guy? He says, I'm not going to jump you from behind. I'm not half your size. He gets in his face and he challenges him to a match tonight. He says, to be clear, if he doesn't want to accept my challenge, then you're a coward. And then Lashley goes after him. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, MVP's like, all right, here we go. Lashley's going to run to the back, get changed, and then come back out and have a match, um, which he did pretty quick because the commercial break was only like three minutes. So that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty have, fast. I wonder if he had his gear on underneath his suit. Had to have, right? Which was a great suit. That jacket was amazing. Really? Yeah. It looked like something out of match game for sure. Um, yeah, it looked great. Uh, and I love this, man. I love Priest. I, I'll never I'll never hate when somebody new enters – a main event scene or a title scene. You know, he wins Same. the U.S. title. Um, he's obviously been putting in a lot of work. And, uh, and yeah, I, I like this a lot. So uh, we did get the trope, though, and you listed this yesterday as your number one, your don't number like one don't like it. trope that you don't like. I liked it only because, number one, the match was good. The entirety of the segment was like 40 minutes. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it elevated Priest. So I was cool with it, but typically I'm with you in terms of one match leads to run-ins, which leads they just change the match. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in this case, there was technically a finish because Sheamus DQ'd it, but mm-hmm. you know they, they mm-hmm. did a thing. So yeah, it was first supposed to be Priest versus Lashley. Lashley has Priest lined up for a spear. Priest hits a boot to counter, then a lariat. Sheamus comes down, attacks Priest. That match is thrown out. It was DQ. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes down to make the save for Priest, which leads to Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest versus Sheamus and Lashley. And, yeah, this was a long match. It was physical. It was fun. Everybody looked like they were just laying in in this match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was really good stuff. I like this. Yeah, it was It was a fun bout. It was a fun bout. Uh, in the end, uh, Damian Priest was actually pretty isolated for a good long stretch. Um, uh, eventually, he gets the hot tag to Drew. Uh, Drew dodges a broke kick. Uh, Priest tags himself in. Um, he does like a leaping leg lariat, boots Lashley off the apron, and he turns right into a running knee from Sheamus. So while uh, Priest is selling that, Lashley, he's upset, so he and MVP just walk out on Sheamus, just leave the ringside area. And Sheamus is like, hey, what are you doing? And while Sheamus is distracted by all that, Priest tags in Drew McIntyre. He hits Sheamus with the Claymore to get the win. Uh, Really quickly here, our ratings guru, White Brownie, is entered the chat. 
with the numbers for Raw, they actually broke two million. That's something else for the fan. There, the the demo was huge. It was point six four. Yeah, um, that is a massive number. That's a pretty huge number, I know. Given where they've been over the past eighteen months or so. Yeah. So uh, I guess now we yeah. gotta see if they can maintain it. Yes. Uh, so after that, we had a Dewdrop interview where she basically says, and I like this, she's kayfabing what the deal was. She says, you know, even Marie got me my foot in the door here on Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. but I didn't sign up for being talked down to. But you know what? I like the name Dewdrop. Next time I see Eva Marie, I'm going to Dewdrop her. And then Eva Marie does show up, but with a road case in hand, she rolls that right into Dewdrop, lays her out, and says, this is what evolution looks like. And then uh, uh, the interviewer, I think it was Sarah Schreiber, said, uh, hey, uh, are you okay? And she was like, I'm going to get that bitch next time. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> she, she said that. I think she said that bitch. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Dewdrop is going to remain Dewdrop. She's owning the name that she was given. Yes. yes. It it does have a ring to it. It does. Uh, it <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't think it says it's, it, you know, rolls off the tongue like Piper Niven, which is a great name. It but, is a great name. Um, but you know, I think she's going to be pretty successful. In the, in I think WWE, I think as so. kind of an act of defiance, you know, hey, even Marie gave me this name. I'm going to establish myself. Yeah. You know, and 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 take that name from Eva Marie and 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 make it mine. Mm-hmm. There's something there. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Karrion Cross versus Ricochet. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Carrying cross, that helmet. Those the buckets. Straps across his chest. This looks It, it looked ridiculous. And like hey, does the, anybody the, have the, something the, I can use for my mop? Hey, you, Carrion, come here. I need your bucket head. Um. And like the 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 straps were really vibrant, kind of burgundy red. They're bright, yeah. and yeah. they had his had his logo in the in the center of it. And here's the thing: he's he's jacked, but he's not so jacked that they look taut on him. So yeah. they're kind of like lazy, you know, and just flimsy. And then yeah, like I said, by the end of this match, which was not a long match at all, no. One of them had they had come, come like the back. the back of them had come yeah. undone. Yeah. So it was just it was goof status. It was it really was. Uh, he dominated Ricochet. Wins after hitting a power bomb. The Saito suplex locks on the cross jacket. Ricochet pretty much taps out immediately. Uh, I mean, they're maybe now they're actually getting uh, a push going behind Karrion Cross, but you know I don't know how long people are going to take him seriously. He gets zero reaction. From he the gets crowd. no reaction whatsoever. And now, if they, if they keep doing these ridiculous outfits, people might start laughing at him. I don't know if that's the reaction they want. Look, if it's if it's three months of him in this gladiator outfit when Scarlet is able to come back, apparently, uh, or they decide to bring her back, she they pair him her with him, mm-hmm. and uh, and he just keeps on annihilating people and tapping them out to the cross jacket. Maybe in six months, 
Best case scenario, he takes that title off Priest when Priest moves uh, up. If they uh, if they get Priest up to the main event scene, like for reals, maybe yeah. maybe Cross could be the next United States champion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Like, the thing is, the twenty four seven title scene is like exclusively three people at this point. That, yeah. That's not an option for kid. That's not. I mean, we joke about that, but that ain't gonna happen. No. Um, at least not. Any I mean, I'm sure. What what's another parallel for a guy who is booked really strong, isn't really working all that great, so you don't really see him all that often. I don't know what what another guy like Cross is. At least not currently. No. The thing about Cross is that it's sort of like to the moon or nothing, right? Well, I guess okay. You know what? You know what? Maybe what we're seeing with Apollo Cruz, maybe he maybe he'll beat a bunch of people who are obviously beneath him, but he can't quite beat guys like. Let's say they bring guys like Sheamus. Guys like Sheamus would be his ceiling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he just can't get past Sheamus. And then he'll just linger there beating. He'll be the guy who he beats everybody except for the guys they want to elevate. Yeah, that could be. Could that be. could be. That could be. Uh, then we get a, a interview that happened at SummerSlam. Barron's being interviewed um, about losing uh, the Money in the Bank contract. Or Big E getting back, losing a match to him. Uh, and then Big E comes in to interrupt that interview. Then Logan Paul comes in too, and they're chatting. And then they go back to Baron, and Baron's just upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Baron is having quite a time. Uh, apparently, they're putting something together uh, because he's been on a roll in Las Vegas. He's been winning, he's got some money in his pocket. He got a new shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, he stayed in the so, presidential and- suite. Yeah, and apparently there's filming all sorts of content to this, so uh, evidently there might be some sort of twist or turn along the way. Oh, I think interesting. Like some good wrestling stuff Observer had that or something, yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, Seamus. He's mad. He storms into uh, MVP and Lashley's locker room. He's getting a bunch of crap for leaving him uh, during the match, and Lashley's pretty much says, hey, if you want it to happen, don't get involved in our business, and then tells him to get out of his face. Oh, Patrick Olivek says Baron is now at a Motel Six, so apparently his luck is in fact yeah run running out. Yeah, uh, I like this. Jonathan says it's all going good until Baron wakes up without a kidney. Yeah, he wakes up. There's a note. Run to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Moist TV. Now, Larson, yesterday, you and I had a bit of a contest uh, or, or or an idea for one where we said. Let's boil down Moist TV with Logan Paul to one sentence. That's right. Did you write a sentence for this? I did not because I forgot about that. Did you? I did, yes. Okay, go ahead. I'll think about one. All right. Miz interrupts a booed out of the building Logan Paul to ridicule him, which pops the crowd, but also raises the ire of Morrison as he thinks Miz tries to make everything about himself. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, let me check something real quick. I, mean, I don't know if I can really top that. You kind of encapsulate everything in a sentence. That's pretty much what it is. I actually, I actually worked on that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Larson's good with words." Not good <laughs> with memory though, because I completely forgot about that. And then I looked at your notes, and I was like, "This is more than one sentence." <laughs> yeah, that's one long run-on sentence. Yeah, so like, uh, you know, Morrison was trying to help Logan Paul promote some boxing matches coming up. Crowd's booing the crap out of Logan Paul, yes. and it actually makes him laugh quite a bit. He's like, are you serious? What's going on here? Miz comes out. He ridicules Logan Paul, says, when is your brother going to get uh, knocked out tomorrow or whenever the fight? This weekend, I guess. Yeah, this weekend. And then Morrison's like, dude, you're training lists example after example of Miz making everything about himself. They start to bicker a little bit. Xavier Woods comes out. We get a match, Miz versus Xavier Woods. And Morrison... He's trying to hype up his buddy during this match. He's trying to, you know, say, hey, yeah, do a good job, do a good job. And then uh, at one point, Morrison, Miz has uh, Woods up, uh, and Morrison's going to use the drip stick on him, and uh, Woods ducks that. I think Miz was supposed to get hit with this thing, but he ducked out of the way, yeah, too. Yeah, both ducked, but it's enough of a distraction that allowed uh, uh, Woods to eventually get the roll-up win, yeah. Right, yeah, and uh, after the match... Of course, uh, Miz is upset with that, and uh, Morrison's like, oh, man, I'm sorry, you know? And uh, he looks, because he looks at Miz, and Miz looks pissed. Miz sort of calms down, 
And he's like, hey, yeah, you want to fight? You want to do some, you know, do some dripstick stuff? So he goes and he gives them the dripstick and they start, you know, squirting at the crowd and stuff. And then Miz just blindsides him, yep. just beats the crap out of him. Yep. And then I noticed this bit. He had him in line for a skull crushing finale. And he he said something. It was two clauses. The first one was, I love you. And then he said something else, and I couldn't read his hmm. lips. Hmm. But I was really curious if anybody knows or if anybody can make out what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the first one was, he says, I love you, but something. And then he killed, he got him with the skull crushing finale. Yeah, yeah. And he really got in his face. It was really, really effective. It stuff. was, it was, it was pretty good. Hopefully, they, the, the two of them make something out of this, this story because it could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So earlier in the day, Rhea is showing up at the arena. Nikki A.S.H. walks up to her, says, hey, I'm not going to let what happened at SummerSlam keep me down. And after teaming together with you last week, I'd like you to be my partner tonight. And Rhea says, being the hell out of Nia and Shayna would lift her spirits. I'm in. Yeah, she should have said, I don't know. We're probably going to win and then be stuck in the tag division. And said, I really want doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, after that, we have a 24-7 segment. Reggie is getting some ice cream. It looked delicious. Uh, and uh, and then he gets one, and he sees. He knows that Truth and Tozawa are running up mm-hmm. on him. So he gets them some ice cream, and they're like, oh, thanks. But then they realize they're there to get the 24-7 title. And then I'm assuming they had... There was a trampoline. Like, there was a trampoline. There was so he jumped out of the tree tramp- and bounded right up on the top <laughs> of the, the ice cream truck. That had to be a trampoline. Okay, so that for certain is. But then he like le- leapt off the ice cream truck onto what had to have been some sort of cushion, right? Like, I think so, because that was a good eight feet in the air. He he. That was a long ways. Of, I know. And then he'd gotten to the ice cream truck, and he drove away, and some shirtless, uh, overweight fella uh, comes running out of a trailer in the distance, like sort of, you know, I don't know, 20 yards away or whatever. Yeah. In the background, as Truth and Tazawa start blaming each other for what was going on, yeah, it was a pretty funny segment. But it yeah, was. the when he came out of the tree, I was like, "What the hell? How did he do that?" Trampoline, because <laughs> he did it so seamlessly. Yeah, it know. was great. It was great. It was great. Uh, after that, we get Riddle and Randall, Keith Orton backstage. Riddle tries to give Orton a hug, and uh, Orton says, it "Doesn't work for me, brother." Uh, Riddle asks if the hug was a one. Said, "Oh, the hug was a one-time only thing. That's cool. My stepdad wasn't much of a hugger either." Uh, says, "I'm excited for the celebration tonight, and I know Randy, you're gonna love it." Orton says, "I'm not big on surprises or celebrations, so if Riddle could just do him one favor, don't do anything stupid." Riddle says, "Hey, you trust me that I wouldn't do something stupid, right?" It was so overdone. It was. It's so corny. Like sometimes they're just so corny with stuff. I know. Like Riddle. Riddle's good and everything, but man, it's like I don't know. It's so corny. Uh, after that, we had Jinder Mahal versus uh, Mansoor. We had a picture-in-picture uh, backstage bit with Mansoor, telling Ali, "Look, man, really appreciate everything, but I want to win the right way. So please don't get involved." And Larson, I really hope that like. They don't just turn this into the standard trope of one guy wants to win clean and the other guy wants to win dirty. I know. Like, let's get a little bit of, I don't know, complexity here going Agreed. where Mansoor is conflicted and stuff. We saw it because we saw this with Kenny Williams and uh, what's his face? And uh, uh, Amir Jordan. Amir Jordan in, in UK. And it's like, I want a little bit more complexity than Agreed. that. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so anyways, yeah, gender dominates this thing. I put early here, but pretty much throughout. And in fact, he gets himself DQ'd because he's stomping on Mansoor in the corner and doesn't observe the five count. Yeah, he just gets mad. He just, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, uh, he gets DQ'd. Uh, he leaves. Ali is not pleased. He gets in and says, look, we can do things the wrong way or we could do them my way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, after that, we have uh, Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest backstage. Drew, he's all sweaty from his match. Uh, and he walks up to Priest. He's already been showered. He's already taken a shower. Has hair done. He says, you already got your jewelry on. 
And then Priest says, yeah, I heard champs have to look good all the time and gives uh, Drew his thanks for helping out earlier. Uh, Drew says, hey, there's something to get it for me. He says Lashley and Sheamus are his two of his least favorite people in the world. Congratulates Priest on beating Sheamus. Congratulates himself for beating Sheamus tonight. And says, now that uh, Sheamus is in a corner crying his eyes out, it makes me happy. Um, and then Priest starts talking about how winning the U.S. title was his dream as a kid. And then uh, Drew is, says, living the dream. You know, Sheamus and I used to go out drinking, put a bunch of pints away. But tonight, it's going to be you and me, Damian Priest. They're going to party it up in San Diego. What did he say when uh, so Priest said, okay, yeah, great. Go put some pants on. And you hear Drew say something. Yeah. I didn't. I really. I, I thought you were going to catch it, which is why I, I didn't couldn't rewind catch it. it. I couldn't catch it, but, but it was probably hilarious. Whatever it was, I know these guys have good chemistry, and now I want to see them drinking together. Exactly. I want to see a segment with them out on the town. It'll be corny. I don't care. Sometimes, like you know, fun chemistry uh, supersedes that. Uh, but yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, so Maggie here in the chat says, "You guys see the backstage segment that was online where Monsoor was popping off no. on Ali? No, I want to check. I want to see that. Yeah, check that out." Uh, after that, we had two Charlotte promos back to back, which I know Maggie probably loved. But this was weird. It this was, was really weird. weird. They had the punctuation so, of the pyro in between, like promo over. You think? But promo over, and then she starts a new promo I'm telling, back to back. That was more or less the same thing. I'm telling you, man. They had two drafts for a promo for her, and they couldn't yeah. decide which one to do, so they did both. Let's do them both. Include the, the 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 end of one, and then we'll start the other one. So it goes in this order. Uh, and I did this. None of this is verbatim. It's bullet points. Number one, she says, I told you so. <laughs> Maggie popped. Could you please quiet down, Maggie? No, no all caps here in chat. She said, number one, I told you so. Number two, I don't need anyone. Then we get the pyro. And then she just starts a new promo. Well, where she, she, she uh, took a while to get to those two bullet points. Yeah. yeah no, it was a long road. Yeah. Uh, I'm not messing around anymore. Calls out the roster. Long live the queen. And then Alexa comes out and says, congratulations. Lily and I just wanted to say hi. Yeah. So that's going to be the thing. But it took forever to get there. It, it did. It did. Uh, Lou NYC here says, I believe Drew said, I'm going out this way. He said he's going out on the town with no pants on. <laughs> that's good. That's pretty funny. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so after Charlotte's double promo, we got uh, Shayna and Nia backstage. Shayna's wondering why uh, Nia is like, oh, you want to team up with me now after you just teamed up with Charlotte? And Nia says, hey, I thought that was my chance to get back in the title picture. I took it. I did all the work of the match. Charlotte uh, took the pin for me. Uh, now she's champ, and I'm no closer to getting to the title picture. Won't make that mistake again. And Shayna says, yeah, you know, we butt heads a lot, but we're on the same page. No one beats us. Let's go show everyone why we are the unstoppable force. Uh, and then we had an Elias video package where he says, I conquered entertainment. I didn't want to conquer entertainment. I wanted to conquer wrestling. And after that, we can conquer the world. The old Elias is dead. Long live Elias, the WWE superstar. And he had like a really wide brimmed hat he put on. Yeah. Um, I don't know I was where this is going. For a different name. I wanted a different name. Well, his name you is know? now Elias, the WWE superstar. Obviously, his oh, full okay. name. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Elias, the WWE superstar. Last name, the WWE superstar. First name, Elias. Something like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley taking on Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. Uh, sadly, Shayna and Nia cannot get on the same page. At one point, Nia was trying to break up a pin. Uh, Rhea moved. Nia splashes Shayna, uh, and then Rhea boots Nia out of the ring. Uh, Nikki then hits Nia with a splash off the top rope, and then Rhea hits Shayna with Riptide to get the win. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like I'm not like super excited to see Nikki and Rhea uh, in a tag team. They are pretty good together. Like they, they work have well good together. chemistry. They, they have good well chemistry. Together. Yeah, and they're both they're both they're both really good wrestlers. And they are. When you see the in ring stuff, when uh, when Rhea is rooting on Nikki to go hit that fun splash. You know, basically saying "fly, Nikki, fly." It's it's cool. You know, yeah. it's 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 nice. I like it. I just wish that they they found a way to like really, I don't know, raise these stakes quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Get those tag team titles back onto Raw or something. I don't know. Uh, I mean, they're supposed to be 
cross brand, but like when's the last time we? Well, I mean, saw I, I feel like uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi have already earned a, a women's tag title opportunity like four times at this juncture. So no, 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 no. They're going to need a couple more championship contenders. Oh, hey, speaking was, of which, wrong, is it possible? Is it possible that the championship contender match phase is done? There were none last night. Well, I think we need to give it a couple weeks before we can say that with certainty whether it's done. I'm going to tell you, if we don't see a championship contender match with, you know, the, well, they actually call it that. Yes. They might still do rematches. But if they don't call any match on SmackDown a championship contender re, uh, match, yeah. it's done. I'm calling it. All I'm right. Calling we'll it. see. We'll see. We'll see. It. Be interested to see what replaces it as Vince's latest whim. Oh, there's going to be whims, man. Oh, of course. Of course. Might get two out of three <laughs> falls matches every week again. It's going to be something new. It's going to be something different. It's going to be like, uh, oh, man, it's going to be something weird. I don't know what it's going to be. Everything's no know. DQ matches. He just gets like a no DQ phase. Yeah. it's Yeah, maybe something like that. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Maggie. Thank you. I'll check that out for sure. Uh, then we get a John Morrison promo. He says, that's it. No more Miz and Morrison, no more Miz TV, no more dirt sheets, no more music videos. He says, I'm ending this thing next week when I get you in the ring, Miz. Yeah, calls him a double-crossing son of a bitch. Uh, and then we had the main event segment. No, we didn't. Well, yeah, it was main event sequence. It was, it was the, the penultimate main event sequence. Yeah. sequence. yeah. The Riddle and Orton's championship celebration. Uh, Riddle comes out first, gives Orton a rousing intro. Uh, and then uh, they've got uh, was it Greg Hamilton? Was it no? It was the other guy, Mike Rome, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doing uh, their their uh, uh, intro mm-hmm. uh, and their announcement, and then they light off. Apparently, because they couldn't use any of that pyro in Vegas, <laughs> they just brought it all to San Diego for Charlotte and this a ton of pyro. Riddle says friendship is just as important as championships. So when I went out and got you, so I went out and got you something special, and it's uh, Randy Orton's own scooter. He decked it out really nicely. It's got tassels. Uh, and it's got tassels, and it has a quick release system, so you could fold it up it's and got stuff. got Randy's name on the deck. With hearts on it. Looks yeah. pretty nice. It was pretty cool. It's a nice blue color. Mm-hmm. So AJ Styles and Amos interrupts. They used to call him Amos, and now it's more Omos. But before That's it was Amos, I think it was. Was it Omos? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So anyways, AJ mocks the scooter. Says, hey, Riddle, I noticed Randy didn't get you anything. No gift, no plant, which probably would have been most appropriate. That's kind of Not funny. even a hug. Yeah, that's funny. And he says, but don't fret. That means don't worry. I, I, I got some. Like he has to explain what don't fret means. He says, but don't fret. That means don't worry. Yeah. I got you a phenomenal forearm to wipe your stupid smile off your face. <laughs> I'm going to whip your ass over and over till we get our rematch. And I'm going to do it right here, right now. Riddle says, I accept, I, ex- I accept Skipper, and I'm going to beat you with the three most dangerous letters, RK, bro. And AJ's like, that's not even three letters. It's five letters. <laughs> pretty funny. It's pretty funny. That match was our main event. Uh, AJ's working over Riddle's leg uh, throughout the match. Uh, eventually get to Riddle in a calf crusher, and Orton's like, hey, come on, Riddle, get to the rope, get to the bottom rope. Styles brings uh, Riddle back to center ring, puts calf crusher back on. Riddle then pretty seamlessly reverses it into a bro mission. AJ rolls up Riddle, gets a two. Uh, Riddle hits a ripcord knee. He goes up top, and then Amos walks over towards that corner. And Riddle once again is distracted uh, by Amos. That allows Styles to knock Riddle off the top rope. But then Orton runs around the ring, scooter in hand. Oh, wait, not yet. Sorry. Amos tosses uh, Orton aside on the floor. AJ hits a burning hammer in the ring, gets a two. He's set up for a Styles Clash, and that is when Orton attacks Amos with his new scooter. He's just bashing him with it left and right. That distracts AJ, allows Riddle to hit a final flash knee. Bro Derek to get the win. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a reason Vince keeps on putting Riddle and AJ in a ring together. They They're great matches. together. They, they, they put are. on great matches. And But was what was really the best part about this, obviously, was just how invested Randy Orton was in Riddle's success. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's great watching Orton in this role. Um, it's a lot of fun. Of course, they do their pose at the end, and everybody pops big. They it are was, tremendously over. They are. It was pretty great then when, when AJ finally came to from the bro Derek. Randy hit him with an RKO. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then they hit their pose, yeah. They hit their pose, and it was great. 
Did they hit their pose when they won the titles at a SummerSlam? Oh, I don't remember. Probably. It was this. I mean, I was thinking, is this the first time they they actually do their pose together? Or they've done it before. I don't know. I tend not to pay attention. Same. Uh, so, anyways, I will pay attention to some questions though because we got plenty of them here. Uh, if you're not able to make a live show, you can ask a question here on the show. Just hit us up on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. No matter what reward tier you choose, you have access to the question thread for all of our recaps. JTV Indeed. starts off with, seriously, why did the commentary team say Jinder is back in contention? He just lost his match. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Nope. Nope. Uh, R.I. Wrestling fan with the sub. Thank you so much. Uh, Jimmy Thomas says, Nikki and Rhea give me Superman and Lobo energy. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's a good. I like that. That's a good good comparison there. I think they got a Superman versus Lobo book out right now. Oh, wow. Might have checked that out in six months when it hits the DC app. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh. Moses opposes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Most suppose it says bit of a WWE admin question, but was it ever reported why SummerSlam was on Saturday and TakeOver on Sunday? I don't know if they ever actually said that it was the reason, but didn't the reason have something to do with... Did it have anything to do with Allegiant Stadium not being able to do stuff on Sundays because of reasons? I thought somebody in our chat said that. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, Yoshibal says, uh, I was I saw the show live last night. Enjoy the hell of it. I don't know if it was the beers or the lack of commentary, but three hours flew by and had a great time. Makes me think that WB programming is written to get the max out of the live audience while disregarding the TV audience and long-term storytelling. Um... I don't know because I feel like I mean that could have been the experience that could have been the case last night. I feel like I've been at Raw's though too, where I felt like the premium was on making sure the 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 show was better for the TV audience. This was a number of years ago, so you know philosophies change. Obviously, um, maybe they want to make the show good for fans, so word of mouth goes around that hey, this was a fun show live because they want to get bring people back to live shows. I'm just guessing. I don't know. No, I think I to to the to Yoshible Yoshible's point, I do think that at the very least there's a directive to play up the live crowd a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like you can see it. Like they 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 play to the live crowd a lot. Mm-hmm. Um Drew I've noticed especially oh, you know, yeah. he's always surveying people and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I think it I think it does help uh you know with the crowd energy. Um and yeah, I could see, I could see that point. I could see that you know the idea of just popping crowds is uh, is is potentially something they're trying to do, and maybe they're thinking, well, you know, if, if they pop the crowd, the crowd will be energetic, and mm-hmm. it'll make for a more pleasing product. At, but if it's at the expense of long term storytelling, I could see that too, because you know, I mean, it's funny, man. I don't know. I didn't get your read on this, but like somebody posted on Twitter yesterday. Uh, a segment from probably NXT or something. I don't know what it was mm-hmm. where Becky shows up at the performance center. Oh, and yeah. it's back when Bianca and Shayna and uh, uh, Marina Shafir was there. They were still, I guess in early NXT developmental or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's given a speech and she says some long lines of always take the first shot. Don't trust anybody because they will sucker punch you and take yeah. what's yours. And yeah. Bianca's standing right behind her. Yeah. And I'm like, if anybody out there thinks that Vince McMahon is sifting through old footage to find seeds of stories, they are tripping yep. because that does not happen. What WWE does do is they're constantly rolling cameras so that this stuff is just available. Yeah. You know, it's like it's awesome coincidence and happens. And maybe it's entirely possible that someone in creative or several people in creative you know, they're they're maybe going through their Twitter timeline, sees that, it's like, oh, that's something we could use now that someone's found that and pointed that out to us. It's a possibility that like Becky saw this or Bianca remembered either of them remembers it rather, and and so, but I mean, the idea, I mean, I, from what was reported, who knows if this is true? Vince is the one who came up with this idea to pitch it. But uh, all well, this there's, stuff. There's the thing from, from Meltzer saying that it was Becky's idea to come back as a heel. And it was Vince's idea to do things as they were done at SummerSlam. Those things right, can right. obviously coexist, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. And I mean, look, I look, here's the thing. I have no doubt that AEW, when 
Jericho brought up Juventud Guerrera mm-hmm. a year ago, whenever it was, they hadn't planned out the labors of Jericho quite yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that like any good storytellers, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what happened back then. And let's see if we can use that for today. And then it can be retroactively long-term storytelling. You know what I mean? I mean, part of it is that you set up a bunch of stuff as storytellers. I mean, this probably happens in television, fiction and movies, all sorts of stuff. You set up a bunch of stuff and then you can let it play out and, and, and reference it to, to write your final acts or whatever. But, uh, I don't even know what we were talking about. Long-term storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Oliva says Nick Khan said that Vegas is a Saturday night type town in an interview, I believe as far as why SummerSlam was on. Okay, Saturday. well, there you go. And then some people are saying that, uh, what's it? The Raiders played on Sunday anyways. Oh. So there you go. There that, you that go. That could be it. That could be it. Uh, Yoshi also says the crowd was super into every heel-face dynamic that WWE was presenting. Becky got heavily booed. All the faces got lots of cheers. I was surprised. Um, Eddie Brock's Venom says, uh, I'm okay with heel Becky because Bianca's thing is with Bailey and Banks, since being called up from NXT, having to learn how main roster works, being the rookie and not basically learning from three weeks ago when Banks came back and turned on her and she didn't learn on that, learn that, uh, learn from that with Becky, um, which is a good point. I look, I, I think all this stuff is, is good points it's just in the moment. It was fairly confusing. It I don't think that it made the most of that concept with what we've been given with no. Becky Lynch, and it just sort of took the wind out of the sails yes. of everything. If this Agreed. happened in the normal course of like their storytelling, you know, like at SmackDown or whatever. And there's a build you know, to that moment where they, they, they lay the groundwork, that moment happens. You know, we, you have that Becky sucker punch. You're like, oh, okay. And you look mm-hmm. back and you're like, okay, it was there. You could see it coming. Doesn't yeah. make the moment any, any less surprising. I mean, dude, it, I think it maybe would have been even more effective and you could have given credence to the whole long-term storytelling thing is what if Becky came back on, she did this thing at SummerSlam, right? Mm -hmm. And on SmackDown, she references that speech and they show footage of it, you know, where she talks about that and Hey, Bianca, you need to learn this lesson because look at what happened with Sasha Banks. Look at how she came back and turned on you. Mm Mm-hmm. And Bianca's like, yeah, you're right. And then maybe like the next week, Becky pulls that shit and she's like, what did I just tell you? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, you have a story there where they referenced it. Yep. And then they did it as opposed to how they did it at SummerSlam, which just seemed obviously which is probably like, they'll do it and then find some reason justification for to justify it, later, it yeah. in the future. Yeah. Uh, Spideyville says if the two of you are asked to guest produce an episode of Raw in place of Kevin Dunn, what visual changes would you make in regards to presentation? Fly on the wall backstage segments. There's you know no what? reason a camera should be in any space unless it's motivated. And now, if the visual language you're establishing is fly on the wall stuff, like there's just camera people catching moments backstage, that makes sense. So it's all fly on the wall type stuff. Or like when Batista attacked Ric Flair and and brought the cameraman with him. That kind of stuff. I don't want people just to be talking in a locker room and a camera happening to be there. I want the camera to be motivated for some particular specific reason. Yeah. I want everybody, I want all the cameras to be like mad dashing and like they're filming a documentary. You know, it's like, oh, this is happening. And you just get like the, the tail end of a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd also have them produce shit like that Ruby Soho uh, stealing a car bit that we saw. Yeah, that was good. You know, that stuff is cool. I want to see more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, uh, Anthony R says, "What? What if this is Cross's idea, and we're all assuming it's Vince's?" Um, I mean, he did start with the 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 gladiator type trunks and NXT. I mean, it seems possible that the the very genesis of this was his idea, maybe, maybe. And and either Vince saw it and was like, "Oh, that's great. Let's double down on that." You know, because the straps are new. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's something he could easily done NXT. Even with the helmet, could easily done that NXT. Didn't. I mean, I'm, I'd still make make fun of it. Yeah, regardless, because yeah. it's it looks cheap. So if he showed up and he's like, "Hey Vince, I've got this great looking outfit here. Can I use this?" And Vince is like, "Let me see it. It looks like you have a bucket on your head. Ooh, 
Oh, well, that wasn't my intention. Yeah, we're going to do it. I like buckets. <laughs> I like buckets. You could use them for a lot of stuff. Carrying things, mopping things, mm -hmm. other uses. More things. <laughs> says more things. More things. <laughs> uh, yo, this is great. Michael uh, Meigen says, Power rank the three carrions of WWE. Dominant NXT brand Goldberg carrion. Jeff Hardy jobber carrion. BDSM gladiator carrion. <laughs> Well, clearly, number one is NXT brand carrion. Yeah. Number two is BDSM Gladiator. Number three is the guy who jobbed to Jeff Hardy in 90 yeah. seconds. Yeah. 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 That, 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 you can't really argue with that. Mm -hmm. uh, Maggie here says, uh, honestly, as a ginormous mark for Becky, it sucks things went down the way they did because everyone's just upset. I have faith in Becky and Bianca to tell a good story. The problem is definitely the WWE has caused a lot of fans to rightfully not share that same faith. Mm -hmm. Shoot, if this was literally anyone else besides Becky, I'm sure I'd be angrier about it too. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Like, I think that a really cool story is here to be told. This is unfortunately within the context of things even outside of the of, of Becky and Bianca. It's just, it's, it's it's just disheartening um yeah but if they end up telling this really awesome story out of it mm -hmm. like they have that moment at SummerSlam to reference going forward yeah and if Bianca ends up as like a major star coming out of all this we're gonna get a really cool moment at like a Wrestlemania or next year's SummerSlam or something yeah if they go that route it's just because WWE has this pattern of dropping the ball more often than not. And it's not all the time, but it is more often than not. Yeah, that they did not earn the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to say, oh, it, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it, you know, how many times we just saw it recently with, uh, with, with the Nikki Cross story where they go from, you know, point A to point M in a story without hitting all the, the beats in between, that'll actually really make you care when, you know, the big climactic thing happens. I mean, that should yeah. have been when Nikki beat Charlotte to win the belt. That should have been a huge climactic moment, mm -hmm. you know, because that's when the superhero topples the supervillain. Yeah. And then, and now they'll try to frame it when that actually happens. If it happens, who knows at this point, if it happens in a standard one-on-one -on -one match when Nikki beats Charlotte. But the problem is, She's already cashed in. She's already won the title. Kind of takes the wind out of that moment a little bit. She's already beat Charlotte in a one-on-one -on -one match. Granted, it was, what, a no-holes-barred, no-DQ type situation. Mm -hmm. Still, she's got to win. Yeah. yeah. So even if they do go back to that moment, it's not going to be as impactful because they haven't laid the groundwork properly. Yeah. But to, to, to Maggie's point, um, I will say this. Her Becky was my Triple H. And so whatever he did, no matter how like wrong it was, I was always into it because it was Triple H. Again, WWE relies on 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 your attachment to their characters to get a lot of stuff over that shouldn't work or doesn't work. They <laughs> yeah. do. They do. Yeah. yeah. They take these leaps of logic and they're like, oh, people like 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 Becky, like Triple H, like whoever. They'll be they'll be fine with it. I think it happens the way too one, often. The one time I was like, oh, they went too far was Booker T. That was the one time when I was like, man, I'm like the biggest Triple H fan, but he, that even I realized that was not okay. That was not okay. But otherwise, anything Triple H did, I don't care who, like I was, even, even when they screwed over Jericho, I was like kind of mad, but at the same time I was like, yeah, that's the game. <laughs> He's the game, he could do that. You're saying, you're singing <laughs> my time to yourself, huh? I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah man triple h is my dude <laughs> uh let's see here oh this is a good story here from uh, church he says not raw related but this speaks to how much punk signing is going to change things my girlfriend's eight-year-old son asked me to get him a goldberg toy i jokingly said nope only cm punk just teasing him and his face got super serious and he said wait can you can get me a cm punk toy I smiled and said, how much do you know, or how do you know who CM Punk is? He says, uh, he says, you were one when he wrestled his last match. The little man replied, because Punk is a legend. Wow. 
10 legacy. Oh, man. That's good. <laughs> yeah, 10 legacy, exactly. <laughs> he is a legend, man. He's a, he's a he's mythical status now. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This is great. We'll end on this one. Kenny T says, I found out recently Baron Corbin was the last person to pin Roman Reigns. His angle has included some great storytelling. Any chance with more long-term storytelling that fans uh, are uh, that that fans bring him to the point where Baron Corbin beats the Tribal Chief? I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if that were to happen, but uh, I'd be really surprised if that were to happen. I would be shocked, but I that would be so much money if they if if it was. Listen to this: if at Money in the Bank. Last year began seven years of bad luck, mm-hmm. but at the end of that, Roman still has the title. Oh, seven years he goes on a Bruno run, and 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 seven years from now, or six years from now, or whatever, mm-hmm. he's turned it around such to the point where, he, like, the fans are just completely behind him, and he goes on this tear finally, and he ends up beating Roman for the title. I mean, that'd be something. That'd be, that'd be great. That'd, that'd be, awesome. be something. I'd be into that. That would be. Anyways, something. that's going to do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.